This is News Talk 980 CKNW. And just a reminder, a bit later on in the show, in the final hour, to be uh, precise, the White Angel author, John McLaughlin Gray, is going to join us. And I am holding a copy of the book. It's a hardcover copy of the book, worth twenty nine ninety five, And I'm going to be giving this book away to one lucky listener a bit later on. We're going to check in with the author, John McLaughlin Gray, after the 9 o'clock news. A fascinating story. This is a book that is based on the true story of a murder, sorry, I won't give that away, of a death that took place in July of 1924. Janet Stewart is found dead in her employer's posh Vancouver mansion with a gunshot wound to her head, and the story goes on from there. So I won't give it all away. We are going to talk to the author a bit later on this morning after the 9 o'clock news, and at that point, I will let you know how you could be the lucky winner, as long as you can come pick it up. It's a beautiful book, and I'm happy to... uh, give it out to one lucky listener. But first, we are going to talk about disaster-proofing our cities and whether or not we are spending and paying enough attention when it comes to where our cities are built and what we are doing to make sure we can get through disasters that might hit in the future. And joining us to talk a bit more about this is UBC expert Keys Lockman, who knows a thing or two about disaster-proofing. Keys, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, In light of what's happening in the United States, as we're all watching Hurricane Irma hit the Caribbean, hit Cuba, uh, now with millions fleeing in the U.S., uh, how much attention uh, should we be paying to that? Not not saying that a a similar storm would hit here, but that we will encounter disaster. And how much attention uh, should we be be paying to uh, preparing for that? Uh, I think we should be paying a lot of attention. We're living in a delta here, which means we have to deal with sea level rise, but also with the water coming down from the mountains and several streams uh, that we have in, in the, on the North Shore. Um, and with climate change, the weather events will be more extreme, so we'll be seeing a lot more rain in shorter periods of time. Uh, obviously, we'll have uh, the chance of an earthquake here, and uh, we have a lot of people living in floodplains here as well. Um, big parts of Richmond, of Delta, parts of the city of Vancouver, of North Van, uh, Port Coquitlam. Uh, there's there's a lot of areas that uh, might be at risk uh, when it comes to flooding. When you talk about, as well, people living in the floodplains, uh, what about the diking system that we have in place? Do you think it's adequate? Uh, no, it's it's based on standards from 1970. Um, and, you know, when we're thinking about one meter sea level rise by 2100, which is, I think, a conservative uh, projection, I think there's been projections out there that it could reach uh, one and a half meters to two meters, uh, we need to upgrade our diking system, but we probably need to think about other solutions as well. Uh, people in the long term might have to relocate uh, because there's tremendous cost of uh, building these hard in- infrastructures and upkeeping them. And, uh, you know, what we call the bathtub effect is like we can't keep building walls around our cities and at, at, at an event that there will be a disaster, it will be a, a major disaster like uh, it was in Katrina because you only have one uh, area of defense and that would be a dike. So we have to think about different strategies uh, that we can deal with the flood management. And what about what we're seeing as far as the recent flooding in Texas and in Houston? And people will remember uh, seeing those photos. I mean, it wasn't, it was just uh, not too long ago at all. What can we learn 
from a situation like that? Uh, I think there's a couple things we can learn. First, uh, how prepared are we? Do do we know where to go in an event of a, a disaster? So where are the emergency shelters? Um, we have to think about um, where is our critical infrastructure located? Uh, I'm not sure if you heard about the, there was a major chemical plant uh, located in the floodplain. Uh, we have, for example, power lines located in the floodplain. Our airport uh, is in the floodplain. We have the port, which, you know, a lot of our products and um, a lot of the trade is, is going through the port. Obviously, they're at the, at the fringe of, of, of the water land interface. Uh, so we have to think about those critical infrastructures. Uh, and if we're building new ones like schools and hospitals, uh, it's better to put them on higher ground that we know for sure if, if an uh, event uh, or a disaster happens that they won't uh, get flooded. So that's number one. I think number two, uh, we need to think about um, uh, monitoring. A lot of the projections when it comes to sea level rise are, are global models. Uh, and I think what we need is much more uh, local and ground-proof data to understand what are the local trends in terms of sea level rise and, and riverine uh, dynamics. Uh, then we can better anticipate and prepare on, on how we need to change our diking standards, and uh, etc., uh, and then number three, uh, I think we need to protect ourselves in the short term. So the short term meaning the next 20 years. Uh, so that, that might include some dike reinforcements and the seawall enhancements. Then in the long term, we really have to think about other strategies that incorporate what we call nature-based solutions. So how can we uh, nourish our wetlands, our beaches, uh, create offshore islands, uh, maybe relocate people uh, that are really at risk, uh, change our land use practices. So these are things that won't happen overnight. Uh, we need a lot of coordination between local municipalities, between all levels of government, between major asset holders, um, as well as developers uh, to kind of come up with these things. Because right now we don't know who's uh, in charge. Uh, we don't know how we're going to pay for this. So big questions uh, are, are on the table here, and uh, we need to have those discussions uh, on a regional and at the kind of provincial level, and that, that's unfortunately not happening enough. Mm, because as you mentioned, there are a lot of people, and uh, the airport uh, was also mentioned uh, in the floodplains, and uh, it does seem if we're not going to, to build bigger diking systems or bigger walls, uh, that's a lot of people to relocate. Yeah, uh, for sure. So... We have to kind of make some decisions. Uh, of, yeah, and, and that's, that's, that needs a, a broader conversation because some people that are not in a floodplain will likely have to pay for it, uh, protecting other people. And, um, you know, those are decisions uh, that are difficult to make. They're political, they're uh, financial, um, and, and, you know, that, that needs a conversation that I don't think we're having right now. And when you said with the one meter sea level expected by by the year 2100 based on because that's what I think people tend to it's easier to to ignore that or to think that that's wrong and that we're not going to be dealing with that. Uh, but and, and you're saying that that in your mind, that's a conservative estimate. Yeah. So I think if, you know, for those that watch the king tides, for example, by 2050, the king tide might be the new norm. And so it's not only that we're dealing with one meter extra water, it means that when you have a storm, that the storm surges will be higher. So 
you will probably need dikes that are two to three meters higher than they are today. And in certain uh, areas, uh, the dikes are on peat or on clay. And uh, for every meter of dike that you put on there, uh, the ground will sink 50 centimeters uh, because of, you know, that soil can't uh, handle that much weight. So there are some technical challenges that we have to deal with as well. So those are things, um, you know, that, that, that are real. And, uh, yeah, we don't really know the, the projections, and, and they're all that's, – that's why we need to keep on monitoring and, and, and keep on uh, figuring out how we can uh, adapt uh, and, 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 and come up with uh, adaptation strategies uh, as we go. All right. Well, Keys, I appreciate you coming on the show this morning. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.